breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Bessie members considering a proposal to lower the standards for high school students in Louisiana. The measure before Bessie would let students graduate. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty in studio with downtown business owner Tim Huck. Tim, uh, first of all, welcome to our our new home here. Hey, nice studio. They've uh, remodeled us and moved us over. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yes. Now you own uh, a couple of bars downtown. Is that right? Yes, sir. The uh, Sandbar, Sandbar, and Phoenix. Get real close to that mic. For okay, us. Sandbar and Phoenix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you heard um, Councilman Alan Jackson talking about uh, the mayor's veto of the noise ordinance. First, were you surprised the mayor vetoed? And I'm sure you called him and asked and encouraged him to do so. I, I was thankful the mayor vetoed. And and Dr. Jackson said we're not going to fight the mayor. You know he we don't probably have the votes. He doesn't have the votes, and he knows he doesn't have the votes. He would he would fight if he had them. Did you hear him say anything logical? Um, I don't think anyone heard him say anything logical. Uh, the clown emoji is kind of what popped in my head when he was talking. Uh, I would have respected him more if he had just said, Shalette uh, Holden, my friend, can do whatever she wants. Uh, I would have at least had a little bit of respect for what he had to say. He was just making up stuff as he went. Are you certain they're friends? Uh, 100% positive. Okay. Um, and so do you think she gets special favors? Oh, without a doubt. Between Tabitha Taylor and uh, and Alan Jackson, it's, it's, it's an absolute joke. They... Uh, I mean, they absolutely state, almost state, hey, can, can Mr. Huck, who owns multiple properties downtown, not be a complainant? Can we want to find out who the complaining is going to be? The complaining is anyone who's negatively affected by you breaking the law. However, when you break a law, there shouldn't even have to be a complainant. When, you know, uh, the, the, the mayor said, you know, they have a option to write a ticket if you're going 36 in a 35. But if you're doing 80 in a 35, they have to write a ticket. They have to arrest you. They have to do something. And this guy's going, well, we don't want, we don't want the, uh, we want to make sure who the complaining is. I mean, he plainly said, well, are they measuring with the doors closed? Like you have to be a hostage in your house. You have to be a hostage in your business. If you work or live in downtown and you don't like the loud noise, go inside your property and close the door and barricade yourself in immediately. What in the world are you saying? You're a clown. Is, is there a compromise to be had here, Tim? There's always a compromise to be had. What it has to start with is people understanding the negative effect that they're having. People have to understand that they have been breaking the law for a very long time without anyone enforcing. Now the mayor has said the law is enforceable. I've always read the law to be enforceable, and it's very simple. It's not a very comprehensive thing to be able to read. If you can clearly hear if you can clearly hear it, if it's clearly audible at 50 feet, then it's a violation of the law, okay? They want to throw all these DBs and throw all this confusing stuff. And literally, Tabitha Taylor and Alan Jackson did a great job of confusing people. But Alan Jackson, you have doctor by your name, and you're obviously not a medical doctor. So it's got to be some form of education that you've got. You've got to be able to comprehend simple words. Well, he made he did make the comment that he said, you know, at, at one in the morning, businesses, downtown businesses aren't affected by the music. 
Well, I would love for him to uh, spend his money and open something downtown. Not sure he has any, but I would love for him to spend his own money and open something downtown if he believes that. I'd love for them to do a research study and see from the time that they changed their music levels to now what the sales tax revenue that is generated in downtown at night from the nightclub and bar industries, from the hotel uh, people who have moved out or left, parties that are no longer going to places like the Remington that used to go there. The the sales are down all over downtown. What, can, what's what's the impact on your business? Oh, How bad my, is it? My business is, is, is substantially down. It's it's substantially down. It's um probably fifty percent down. That's because you're not a good businessman. You don't know how to run a business. That's what they'll say, right? Yeah, anyone can say that about me. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's a, that that could definitely be a statement you could say about me. I've uh, you direct it all to what's going on. I mean, it's all directly related. You think? Oh well, it's 100 percent. When you've got people tell me point blank, I don't feel safe. I'm scared to go downtown. When you go, when you log on to the internet and type in downtown Shreveport, okay, and then put anything dance in the streets, party, yada yada yada, and watch the people blocking traffic watch the number of people twerking in the middle of the streets watch the crowds try to walk into my establishment while they've got 400 people across the street getting maced and you've got to get macing you've got to breathe mace while you're walking into the establishment across the street there's no possible way that can do anything but negatively impact you look when you can make me and levette fuller totally agree you've got to be 100 percent wrong and we totally agree on this the fact that texas street and spring street are both u.s highways you cannot block them off. You cannot stop them. They start talking about Bill Street. They start talking about Bourbon Street. And these streets are closed off. You don't have to drive through them. You don't have to drive down them. You can't even drive down them to get to adjoining businesses. They have places for you to park without having to drive through them. It's got to be negatively affecting the casinos. How quickly do you need to see a change to bring your business back and other businesses that are struggling too? Ten months ago when we first started talking about this. I mean, the first time I was in front of the council was in November of last year. Okay, Now, now you said November is when they started the rooftop uh, music. Is no, that- what happened is Chillette leased her building, which is not legal, to Pat Holden, who has, I mean, to Pat Brown, who has stated on the mic that he is the leaser of the building. Okay. But she did that last year, and shortly after that, he changed the volume. He changed the sound system that's upstairs, and he changed everything. So when she says we've been open for six years, she's true. And we didn't complain about it for a long, long time because there was never a problem. They did play the music at a higher level than legal, but they didn't play music at a level that is attracting people to just hang out on the street. It wasn't creating the atmosphere that we have now. And where your problem is is that – in November, they had a DJ get on the roof and tell people, oh, we can't fit anyone else up here. Which, by the way, their legal capacity is 145. And he, uh, Pat Brown even said the other day he had 500 up there. So where's your fire marshal? Where are we enforcing any laws? We just, hey, we're just a lawless city at this point. So um, what happens when they enforce the law now? Under the old ordinance, do they get a ticket? Do they have to turn it down? What's the process? You've been cited that before. Is, that is a wonderful question. Uh, we, we lost a liquor license behind a, uh, behind a noise ordinance many years ago. Um, they, uh, the, they technically, they come in, they tell you one time to turn it down. The next time they're supposed to ticket you, and the next time they're supposed to be an arrest mate. Um, now, what will they do? Uh, I have absolutely no clue. But I can tell you that um, the law is is very clear. Um, it should have been enforced in from last year. Uh, we shouldn't even be at this point at the present time. If they had just enforced the ordinance that's on the books, we'd probably be somewhere else. 
But I mean, you know, I'm going to understand the, the city attorney went and talked to her and she's like, oh, I can't live with that number and I can't live with this number. And and she basically, the, the owner of Hayes, come up with the number 85. So she's dictating the law. Well, she thought that she she controlled four votes and four votes could control the law. Well, Alan Jackson said, though, we were singling her out. Well, you, you are you single out the crack house that you busted last night, too. You do single out the people who are breaking the law. That is correct. You do single out the people who are breaking the law. You don't single out the people who are following the law. You single out the people who are breaking the law. So if you're the one breaking the law, yes, unfortunately, you are singled out. Can you stay with us? I want to talk about the future of downtown. Definitely. Okay. Tim Huck is in studio. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. In studio with a downtown business owner, Tim Huck, joining us. Got a you, great, a, you got an email? Got a great text message, Tim. East Bank in Bossier is the immediate winner of Shreveport making terrible decisions. Are um, many of these downtown business owners looking to leave downtown and find greener pastures? Oh, I can, East Bank, other spots. I can tell you that I'm personally in negotiations for a property outside of Shreveport. Uh, Chase Boydham uh, with uh, Fatty Arbuckles has um, expressed an interest, looked at, and even made reached out to looking at locations outside of Shreveport. Um, Not just outside of downtown, outside, outside, of, outside, of, Shreveport. outside of Shreveport. Um, yeah, that, I, and that's I, heartbreaking. Yeah, that is heartbreaking. I would so, sell everything I own for seventy cents on a dollar in uh, everything I own downtown. in Shreveport. To get out, I'd, I'd sell everything I own in Shreveport. Every, okay, every so property, every house. Tim Huck, what would what would have to change to make you and Chase not feel this way? Um, a city council that that wants to work for everyone and not just their friends. A uh, police department that wants to enforce all the ordinances uh, correctly. And, uh, and make, make people feel safe and welcome in downtown again. Um, and when I say safe and welcome, um, you, the, we've got the police officers downtown now, guys. They, they've got 20, 25 cops downtown. But if they don't enforce the ordinances, I don't care how many cops you put, because once the crowds get so big, the cops are so outnumbered that they can't do anything anyway. Um, I've said this before. I'll say it again. They keep talking about we don't have enough officers to enforce these simple laws. And I'm going to say you don't have enough officers not to enforce the simple laws. The little stuff turns into big stuff. If you never had the crowds built up in the first place, we wouldn't have the shootings. If you didn't have the crowds built up in the first place, when you did have to have a confrontation, you wouldn't have to have so much tear gas, so much mace uh, that you that, that a cloud of mace hits my establishments. Um, there's a lot that's going to have to be, be done, but you start by enforcement and and cleaning up the the fact is is downtown's just it's it's not vibrant and it, and it hasn't been in a long time and it doesn't look vibrant um and and you know i'm a person who's got millions invested in shreveport not not a little bit of money and uh and you've got a city council when i get up and speak and they don't even want to listen to a local investor who invests their own money not someone else's money i don't go get money from the city or money from this it's my money that i'm investing and when you're not listening to to local investors who are putting their own money in, uh, you're, you're you're telling uh, 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 that you're not business friendly. Where do we go from here? What do you hope happens? Well, uh, I hope that the chief comes in here today and tells you he's going to start enforcing uh, the law that is on the books. I'm hoping that uh, the city council uh, decides that, hey, let's sit down and have a real conversation with everyone affected and, and come up if we need a new law. If we enforce what's on the books, I say don't change anything. But 
the reality is, is that's that's my personal opinion. That's not necessarily what's best for everybody. Uh, we could probably have some form of compromise that comes to works works uh, for everyone involved that can be a little bit better than where we're at, and uh, and and work and and work forward for progress. If we continue going down the road we're going, how long can you personally keep your businesses open in downtown Shreveport? Well, I mean, an honest answer is I can keep them as long as I want to because I have revenue sources elsewhere. Uh, how long will I is a different conversation. Uh, how long can I? How long will I is not the same answer. Uh, but uh, I'll Are definitely- you within months? Of um, saying I, I, this is not I, making money. Probably first of the year, I'll be looking at uh, making a decision on doing something different if uh, if nothing changes. If the police department starts enforcing the law as it exists, and the council starts working be- together better, making better policy, then you think we could turn this around? Uh, then I personally invest more and 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 work harder into into those businesses in, instead of focusing on other ventures. Worried about this weekend? How loud it's going to be? Um, we're going to see it for seven forty, I guess. <laughs> he's actually coming 840. in at eight forty. I screwed that up. So okay, he's coming well, in at uh, I guess we're going to hear at eight forty how worried yeah. I am about this weekend. <laughs> well, I, again, I, it's just heartbreaking to me um, as a native Shreveporter that you know businesses are are at this point. Um, and try, try to be one who 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 cut his teeth in Shreveport. Come up here and, and and earn the money that I've reinvested back into the city, um, and then to, to watch the uh, demise mainly due to the fact of of a couple of council members want to take care of their one friend. Mm, interesting stuff. We'll keep watching. We'll have the chief in in the eight o'clock hour. Thanks for coming in. Hey, thank y'all for having me. Mm-hmm. Tim Huck in studio. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM. Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. By the way, I think I should let you know, <coughs> I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Hey, hey. Yeah. No, you can't be. <coughs> no, Saints, not allowed. Saints are playing tonight. Oh, are they really? It's tonight? Yeah, Thursday night football. God about that. Of course, after last week, I don't know if I'm going to invest the entire game. Yeah. I know. Saints-Jaguars tonight. (sighs) Thursday night football, Al Michaels. Uh, Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was rude. I know. (laughs) I kind of feel the same way. Okay. But I may not be here. (laughs) Oh, you have to get well. Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith joining us uh, coming up after the break, sharing, he talked with us yesterday, sharing his thoughts on the noise ordinance going back to the original one. How are they going to uh, enforce that? Hear what he has to say right after the break. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. To the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. In studio with Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith joining us, Mike and McCarty. Chief, good morning. Thank you. Good morning to all of you. Thanks for having me. Is this your first time in our new room or have you been here before? Uh, This is the second time. Okay. And I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mayor uh, Arsenault vetoed the new noise ordinance. That is correct. So the existing ordinance doesn't have decibel levels. Uh, It does not. uh, Plain hearing uh, is what we go by. And it is an officer's discretion. Is 
the reasonableness of the sound uh, at the receiver's property line. Now, that existing noise ordinance has been described as uh, unenforceable, very convoluted, very difficult to understand and enforce. How are officers going to going to deal with this now? Well, I understand it very clearly, um, and I planned a, a meeting today or tomorrow with the supervisors downtown to make sure all of us are on the same understanding about it. Chief, how's it going to work for getting you guys to come out? Does the, somebody that is having problems with the noise have to call in? Or are y'all going to, downtown, you're already going to be there, I assume. That is correct. Uh, either way, whether someone called and uh, in on an official complaint or we observe it on our own, uh, the ordinance still gives us that discretion to enforce the law. Last time you were with us about the noise ordinance, we asked, is somebody going to get a uh, warning? And you said, this is their warning. Um, are you going to give warnings now under this old ordinance that's now in place? Uh, or are you going to go in and say, hey, you got got to turn it down? Or we're going to cite you. Obviously, uh, a great deal of discretion goes to in, into enforcing the law. And by all means, first, we would probably ask someone, would you please turn your music down? And if that doesn't work, then go to the next step. Will there have to be an audible difference in the music level for the officer to know from? Obviously, it's from the street that you hear the music and then they go, oh, look, we turned it down. But you don't really hear a difference. Absolutely. Everyone is playing uh, uh, different music down there, so you will know uh, where the music is coming from. That's no problem. Walk me through what your instruction will be to, to the routine patrol officer. If he's down on Texas Street and he's outside, he or she, I should say, outside Hayes on Texas, and they can hear the rooftop music down on Texas Street, and they can hear it down on the street, is that too loud? Well, you use good discretion. Uh, it comes from the property line of the receiving party. So okay. across the street or uh, where there's a resident, if you go over to that property line and you can hear it and the sound appears to be unreasonable, then it is unreasonable in your, ju- your but judgment. But unreasonable, not just I can hear it. Right. Okay. Unreasonable. Okay. So where now it would disturb about- you? Yes. Okay. Now, what about if that that you can hear... Um, is blaring vulgar language and obscenities. Is, does that factor into it as well? Absolutely. It should play into the officer's discretion, uh, the quality of, of the music, absolutely. Okay, you go back the next night to the same establishment and you have the same issue. Uh, are we going to keep giving warnings and turn it down, turn it down? Absolutely not. As I said last time, my warning started then. And uh, so, no, ma'am, that won't be continuous warning. We will take it to the level uh, which the ordinance gives us the authority to do so. And Tim Huck told us the second time was a, um, a citation. Third time the, under the ordinance, someone can be arrested. Well, each uh, each of the violations a person can be arrested. Uh, if you look at the ordinance, the first uh, offense is uh, $500 or a certain amount of time in jail. The second offense, I believe, is 750 and a certain amount in jail. And the third offense, I believe, is $1,000 and a certain amount in jail. So it can be either or. Does it ever get to the point where, okay, we're pulling your license or we're revoking your you know, liquor license, anything like that? At this point, uh, we hope that it doesn't get to that point. Uh, but if we have continuous repeated violators, then I will go back to the mayor and the council 
and ask that uh, that be one of the options in the permanent in the uh, penalty that a person's uh, liquor license also can be jeopardized. Chief, the council's going to obviously take up the mayor's veto next week. We don't expect they'll override his veto. But is the long-term answer to this a better ordinance, a more compromised ordinance that does have decibel levels, something that you can clearly define? Absolutely. uh, I like it that way where there are clear boundaries, where there can be clear evidence uh, that would take out so much of the discretion. Uh, We purchased the instruments to measure the sound levels. And I look forward to using them. Are those instruments going to be used at all now with this, with the existing ordinance? Uh, they would be mitigation, absolutely. I would hope that the officer, in his discretion, uh, would say this level is unreasonable at this uh, particular place and bag that up with the instrument itself. Well, that would be like instrument. using a radar gun. This would be more evidence in court if it were needed. Absolutely it is. Yeah. It's like the radar gun. Uh, you know, the officer's visual observation is what uh, initially alerts you, and the radar just confirms what you see. Did you use the, those meters this past weekend downtown? Uh, I was not down there this weekend. Uh, one any is of your located officers? downtown, and the supervisor has it, and I'm not sure whether he did or not. Okay, because I don't know. The, the ordinance hadn't been signed yet, so it wasn't in place yet. Um, if the the veto is not overridden, then we're right now we're under the current ordinance. That is correct. So this weekend, your officers will be instructed to use their discretion, and if the noise is too loud, to uh, cite them. That that is correct. Uh, the ordinance, you know, gives greater restrictions to us to what we can enforce. So uh, the current ordinance, as it is, gives us the discretion to use. Chief Wayne Smith, thanks for your time. Thank you. Anytime. Mm-hmm. You bet. 1017 FM, 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keo. I thought I was going, I thought I was going to fall out of my chair last night watching the news. First of all, I, I'm just, Aaron, I, I am, I, I don't know why I'm shocked at the response and support in our country for Hamas. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, uh, you know, but but I'm reminded we were watching some of this uh, rallying for Hamas, and I asked I asked my wife. I said, "What does this remind you of?" The whole crowd sitting here. Oh yeah. Raised. I said, "What does this remind you of?" Mm-hmm. It, it might as well be a red flag with a swastika in the middle oh, of it. Yeah. It's it was hideous, but in the midst of of some of the reports that I saw. Uh, one of them said John Fetterman was calling out the squad, uh, you know, Talib and Cortez and uh, the the obvious Palestinian supporters for supporting, you know, Hamas. Right. And he was calling them out. And I said, how bad is it mm-hmm. when I'm agreeing with John Fetterman? <laughs> 
Yeah, I bet you, I bet you were like te- checking your temperature. What? What is going on here? And they showed a picture of him and... Aaron, he's posted this, his official portrait now in front of the flag, you know, the American flag in his, and he's in a suit and tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay, you start looking like an adult, dressing like an adult, <laughs> look what happens. Right, right, exactly. He's not holding up a, a, a 420 flag in his hoodie. Mm-mm, nope. But he was actually, he was actually calling them to task, and I was like, wow, okay. Now, Fetterman, I suppose he's, you know, got Jewish heritage. Could be. With the, you know. Could very well be, yes, absolutely. And and he was in full support of uh, supporting Israel. So I was like, okay, well, all right. Now, mm-hmm. I don't agree with you on anything else. But now, today we're bros. But t- yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll stand with you today, brother. <laughs> There's a big, big feud at Starbucks, if you haven't heard. The union workers um, are siding with um, Palestinians, posting a uh, bulldozer tearing down part of the Israel and Gaza border. Now Starbucks, the company, is coming out saying these these union workers do not have the authority to use our logo, our name, etc., that we absolutely do not side with them on this. Oh, so, wow. But it's causing a major problem for the company as people are saying, oh, Starbucks is is in solidarity with Palestine. Um, Starbucks says, not us. Not well, us. well, good for them. It's the union. So yeah. um, that's just... But, but again, why would the union workers at Starbucks even take a vote on this? Right, right. Sell your coffee. Just Get your latte up. out there. Thank why you. are you getting involved? You're right. hurting your company. You're hurting the company that employs you. Why would you do that? Go ask Anheuser Busch officials how yeah, that how, worked how, out. how it worked out for them. Absolutely. The message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board: If you're agreeing with Fetterman, maybe you're wrong. Uh, if if I'm, I'm no, I'm not wrong. Standing with Israel, mm. no sir, I am not wrong. Yeah, go read Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just saying. Right. Coming up, Senator Kennedy uh, had some strong words about this new proposal from Bessie. He's fired up. He's fired up. Mm -hmm. Hear what he has to say coming up next hour. Mike and McCarty, 1017FM, 710Keel.com. One seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. First of all, let's explain what Bessie is proposing to do. Right, it is a a measure that would change the requirements for high school diplomas. Right now, we have what's called a graduate exit exam, and you have to pass that to graduate from high school. Bessie's proposing making a change to that, which would even if you failed it a couple of times. You could go to a teacher and get like an extracurricular assignment, special project or something, and then still graduate. That's how so I understand could, it. You could like build a volcano with baking soda. And Perhaps. I don't know what assignments they're giving credit. out, but it's it's just kind of nutty. And it, it is so nutty that it it drew the attention of Senator John Kennedy. So Senator Kennedy goes to not the state floor, not the state, but to the U.S. Senate 
floor mm-hmm. and addressed this issue for uh, about Louisiana education. Yeah. And uh, had some pretty uh, pretty stout words. Here's what uh, Senator Kennedy had to say to the Senate floor. We decided to implement 30 years ago standards for our elementary and secondary schools. One of those standards was, and I think still is, that's the subject of my remarks today, I hope it still is, a a graduation exam. We call it our our graduate graduation exit examination 21, GEE. So if I say GEE or G, I'm talking about our graduation exam. We said we're going to get serious about kids. Be, uh, they can't. We can't have our children graduate if they can't read their diploma. And so we're going to test them. Um, the test is not terribly rigorous. It's uh, it's four subjects. It's English, it's math, it's science, and it's social studies. And we we grade that the, those exams, and you don't have to pass all four. You've got to pass English and math, and then either social studies or science. So really, three out of four. Um. The grades, there are five different grades. Advanced, mastery, basic, approaching basic, and unsatisfactory. Let me tell you what that really means. A, B, C, D, and F. Okay? You only have to make a D on your graduation examination. I'm sorry, Madam President. You only have to make a D to pass. Not an A, not a B, not a C, a D. So you take four exams. You've got to make a D on on English, a D on math, and at least a D on either social studies or science. Uh, And if if, if you don't pass, we'll give you another chance. But you've got to pass to get a diploma. And now, our Board of Elementary and Secondary Education, we call it BESI, which governs elementary and secondary education in Louisiana, has decided to take us back to the dark ages. By a one-vote margin, supported, quite frankly, by my governor, who, um, who is lame duck. He'll be leaving soon. He makes three appointments to the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education. Um, and everybody in America has, is entitled to their opinion, but I think my governor and his team are wrong on this. They're going to send us back to the, to the dark ages. Here's the new rule. You have to pass the graduate ex- exit examination in the way I, I just described unless you fail. And then you've got to go to your teacher, and he or she can give you an extra points project. Come on. Come on. Who are we kidding here? Now, why do some want to do this? It's not the kids that want to do this. It's the adults. 
Because not only do we grade our kids, we grade our schools. And if schools have kids that don't pass the G, the graduate exit examination, it counts against the grade of the school. So this is all coming from the adults. They're putting themselves first. And they're not putting the kids first. This is a massive step backward. This is an announcement to the rest of America that Louisiana has given up. That our kids are not smart enough. They're not good enough. Even when we give them second or third chances to be able to get a D on the graduate exit examination. And as a result, we have got to give them a special extra points project so they can get a diploma that's not really a diploma. The people behind this ought to hide their head in a bag. Our kids are better than that. Every one of my kids in Louisiana can learn. Sometimes they need a little bit longer. But it's not going to do them any good to give them a diploma that they can't read. And it's not going to give them do them any good to give them a diploma that the rest of America and frankly the world is going to look at and go, that's not really a high school diploma. Because we know you, you failed the exam. You just got an extra uh, points project so the adults wouldn't look bad. I'm embarrassed by this. You see, he's saying exactly what I'm saying about promoting somebody to another grade when they haven't fulfilled the requirements of the grade that they're in. You're not doing them any favors. What are we setting these kids up for? Then just do away with the graduate exit exam. If it doesn't matter, do away with it. Right. Get rid of it. A good point. I want to say, too, by the way, because I reached out to uh, Cade Brumley, and his spokesman told me that he is not in favor of this change that Bessie's put forward and, um, you know, urged them, as, is urging them not to move forward with it. Um, Kennedy was really ticked. You know, last time when uh, Dr. Brumley was was here in studio with us, we were talking about uh, promoting students who hadn't fulfilled the requirements of their existing grade. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and he made a great point about math builds upon itself. You're not going to understand math in the eighth grade if you don't get it in the sixth grade exactly. and the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So how are you helping students by promoting them when they don't have a concept, when they don't have a grasp on the concepts. Yes, it's so true. And what are these special projects going to be that the teacher is going to assign? Uh, yeah, I, I want to know that too. Yeah. Are, are, are they creating a, 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 a volcano with, you know, baking powder? Oh, look, you're <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. Here's your high school diploma. Have fun. Seriously, what are those projects? Great are, are there requirements for those? What does it have to be? Yeah. I don't. Do you have to make a set of flashcards? They cards? just get an A for effort. Uh, it, it's it's sad. It's sad. It really is sad. Mm -hmm. We're setting ourselves up for more failure. Mm -hmm. Tim Fletcher with sports coming up next. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Back with Marty on one hundred one seven FM and seven ten Keel. Oh, stop singing. I know it's been it's you've been singing it all morning. There's a special at the Shreveport Symphony mm -hmm. this uh, this Saturday night. We've got tickets. Oh, cool! Elvis is in the building. Oh, all thank right, you, thank you very much. All right. 
So I've been, I've been singing, but Ruben, Ruben, I'm scared. City had something. Well, it's a it's a congratulations and a uh, warning to the public. Um, last Somebody. night, uh, my my kid Torin uh, went and uh, passed his driver's license <gasps> test, and here in just a few minutes, he's going to have his driver's license. They're going to the DMV here in a few, and he'll have his driver's license. And uh, warning to the public that uh, a kid that I raised is going to be driving on the streets. Oh, dear God. In a giant SUV. Oh, so, dear sorry God. About that. <laughs> Mostly in East Shreveport, right? Yeah, yeah, around in there. Mostly. Oh, yeah. gosh. Okay. Did I see your wife put something up that I thought was kind of really silly? And maybe she doesn't want me to say this. She puts up a lot of silly stuff. Um, <laughs> There's a hoodie rule? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a little confused by it, too. When, when, you mean in school? Yeah, I know well, some schools. Do, no, wait, no, some schools don't allow them at all. Right, right. Which is fine. Some schools don't allow them until November first, which uh, is okay. silly. It's cold enough today to wear a hoodie. At least in the mornings. No, yeah. it's not today. Well, I mean, it's been. It was yesterday. Yeah, yeah it a has been. Would, it has been. So, so the date is the November first for I, a couple of schools where you can wear a hoodie, but October thirty first, they're not allowed. I guess so. Yeah. So you're not going to be dangerous on the on the 31st, but you might. I, I, why would you set a date? Either ban them or don't ban them. Yeah, it gets too confusing <laughs> with the dress code. So one kid could get sent home on the 31st or be, be called to the office, and the next day he's perfectly fine. Yeah, and, and I know I know they weren't perfect either, but all the all this all these weird rules kind of makes me miss uniforms. I had uniforms in high school. And I don't like the uniforms. I, don't, I didn't like them, but it, it, there was no yeah. confusion. This is what you're wearing. You right, know what I mean? Yeah, there, was, you, there was zero, you know, issues. Because Lord knows what you would have worn. Oh, I, my yeah. freshman year of high school, I got sent home a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, when I saw that, she was like, why is there a November deadline when you can start wearing hoodies on November 1st? I, I, I guess because it's cooler. I know, but some days in October are way cooler than November 1st. It's just silly. Do do schools, I'm sure schools sell like school branded hoodies, you oh, know. Oh, they have their own brand of hoodies. Yeah, they and, and you can wear you the know, with the school logo or mascot on the on right. the front. Right. I'm sure you can get one of those too, but they're still not allowed on certain dates. So it's just silly. And and some schools you're not allowed hoodies at all. So I it should be kind of, I think it should be a parish-wide policy, you know, so everybody knows the rules. Right. Well, and sure. kids that are meeting up to play soccer later in the day, how come you get to wear a hoodie and I don't, you know, whatever. It's just kind of silly. But my two cents, when I saw her wifey poo put that up, I went, that is kind of odd. Yeah, it's goofy. Now, you said they're on their way to the DMV mm-hmm. or OMV. What's it now? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know which one they're going to. Is it, would it be bad if I if I wished he failed? No, he already passed. Oh, That's he's the, done. Yeah, last oh. last night he took the test. He's oh. just going to get his card this morning. Oh, he's so he's. I can't wish it. Well, what time? Him. What time do they open? I, I don't even know. Maybe around. Maybe eight. they're going to try to beat the line. I told you I went into the one off of uh, Forty Nine on East Seventieth mm-hmm. uh, at lunch the other day to turn just to turn in a plate. That's yeah. all I had to do. And I walked in, and the people there were people walking out, so I didn't think any. I thought, okay, you know, it's okay. right. Nobody was in the lobby. Ooh. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is too good to be true. <laughs> Lucked out. Yeah, and then the lady goes, sir, our computers are down. Uh, yeah, I knew true. it was too yeah. good to be yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. 
1017 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. Today. Get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. So we heard from Senator Kennedy from the Senate floor, mm-hmm. but didn't make any difference. No, uh, we just want to confirm the, the the Bessie members voted six to five to change the graduation requirement policy in Louisiana. So you don't have to pass the graduate exit exam So we've anymore. lowered standards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are we the perfect state to lower standards? We're at the top, so we can lower our standards, right? right? Yeah. Our number one, absolutely highest graduation rates in the nation, best ACT scores in the nation, students. highest teacher pay. Oh yeah, we yeah. got it all. So we can lower those standards. Right. Everything's working. We're good. It's just uh, it's it's like when in you know the cable company goes well our subscription rates or or the newspaper says our, our subscription numbers are dropping. So let's. Raise the rates. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. You're doing exactly the opposite of what you need to do. Um, just, a, just a little side note on this before we wrap up. Um, the governor was in favor of this, too, by the way. Of just course a little he was. heads up. Sure. On the way out the door. As he, as he wants to let, you know, the murderers and rapists out of mm. prison. And, and yeah, that's, uh, another, that's another story. Oh, boy. Deep breath. Um, um, yeah. 101.7 FM, 710 Kiel. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. It's it's kind of disturbing to me that you kind of seem attracted to this. I love this. (laughs) I think he's sexy. Robotic technology obviously is nothing new. Manufacturing has been using robotic technology for decades. You bet. Automotive manufacturing, you see the big arms that come down and lift the motor into the, mm-hmm. the chassis. And, uh, you know, uh, that's nothing new. But these robots, there's a story that you put, just put up on keelnews.com. Amazon, the new uh, fulfillment, center, uh, fulfillment center here in Shreveport could possibly, these are like humanoid looking yeah. Robots, yeah, that walk yeah. and mm-hmm. have a head, and, and the lights look like eyes and sexy eyes, yeah, and, muscly and arms, and they're c- carrying these totes. Mm-hmm. I got a crush on him, I really do. I'm just telling you, they are now starting these new AI robots at a plant in Houston, a fulfillment center in Houston. Okay, has got them on the floor. They're now working. They can do what they're calling those repetitive mundane tasks that right. you do over and over and over again. Right. These guys can do that and it can free up your workers to do other things, which makes things operate around the plant a lot quicker. Oh, I, li- I like that spin on it. I know. That's It'll free up our workers to yeah. do other things, like go to the unemployment line. <laughs> so I emailed uh, Steve Kelly at Amazon, our buddy we met when we toured here. Thank you. And, yes. And um, I said, hey, are we going to have these sexy robots, I mean robots, <laughs> in Shreveport? Him. I want to I'm take trying, him. To, yeah, I want to take him to I'm Wine Wednesday. The waste section on these. And yeah. Why? Why this is. <laughs> and he said, um, and I'm quoting here: "Quote the Shreveport facility is slated to be a robotics facility, so it is possible it could be equipped with this system once the local plant launches. So we could have these robots wandering around our fulfillment center." 
And, you know, we know they have the autonomous arms. You know, they have the, the whatever they're calling mm-hmm. them, the, the sparrow and cardinal, they call them. The, the arms that do things. Okay. Those, are, those are We saw those when we were at the plant. Right. Um, but the plant, the, the facility, I hate to call it a plant because it's, I, I guess it is. Yeah. Technically, it's not a manufacturing, but it's. The, the technology that even we saw several months ago mm-hmm. was amazing. It really is amazing. And if you look at this robot story and you scroll down, you can see inside the plant. You can see everything they've put in the plant as of when we toured it. And now I did ask, do we have our target date for opening? Mm-hmm. Do we have a target date for hiring? And they did not, he didn't give me those. So we're still kind of waiting. We're on, on hold for when we're going to have a hiring date start, and but I mean, this is going to be a monster facility. The, the, this new robot's called the Sequoia. Yes, robot system that says it will uh, be able to identify and store inventory up to seventy five percent faster than they can currently do. Yeah. Wow! Is Don't it, get in its way. Absolutely. Now, does not. it have legs and walk, or does it, it does. roll, or does it? What does it do? It, well, it has it has the wheels on the bottom, but it does okay. have legs. It does have legs for, uh, you know, whatever it uses legs for. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it it it's for movement, I guess. But he, you know, I'm sorry it, that you. Just how funny. many will you have? I mean, how many will a plant have? Right. Will they have a hundred robots wandering around? What's going to be the you know? And they're having them. They're getting them in place in time for the Christmas shopping season. You know, in Houston, they're going to probably have a, a bunch. The first iteration of this was, to me, I remember the first pay at the pump setup, mm-hmm. and I and I thought, wow, they're they're cutting back on workers. Yeah, you know, because now you don't need an attendant. You 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 get out, you pump your own gas, right? And now you just pay, which was the coolest thing ever. You know, and, but it's progressed to the point where we're checking out our own groceries. Yeah, we're bagging our own groceries. We're you know we're we're ordering our food in McDonald's and on a kiosk. There's no employee interaction. True. And, and some might go, you know, that's a good thing. Have mm-hmm. you seen who works there? You know, right? Do we have but, any um, gas station attendant places left in town? I don't think we do. My very first job was at a independently owned at an independently owned Texaco station mm-hmm. right in front of Gibson's on Airline Drive. Okay. That that Texaco location is now I think a church's chicken. All but right. right there and I was like 15 years old and it was an independent owner and the I mean I had the Texaco shirt. Oh, you had the the star, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we had to he like he said make sure you turn your your belt inside, turn it over so the buckle doesn't scratch somebody's car. Oh wow. When you're checking wow. their oil and yep. you know it was the full service and I Build up cars, man. It was the full service station. I don't. I don't think well, that you are exists. Showing your age, <laughs> showing your age. Yeah, it that was I, in '96. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's one left. I, I used to I be there imagine. at uh, Preston and Captain Shreve. That yes, they used to have it there for Next a little to, while. Uh, rolling in the dough there, mm-hmm. but that's been gone five, ten years, maybe. I don't know if there's another one. Message us if there is. If you know of a full service gas station or you can pull up they pump your gas they clean your windshield and maybe check your oil that'd be kind of cool it was so cold one morning i remember i was checking a a lady's uh power steering fluid 
and I had my hand down and you, you lift out the, the, the uh, dipstick, mm-hmm. wipe it off and put it back down in there while the engine's running. And that's how you check the power steering fluid. Okay. So I had pulled out the dipstick, wiped it off, and I placed it back down in there. Well, I didn't realize my hand was resting against the engine block (gasps) because it was so cold. Oh, no. And I pulled out the air and I pulled out the dipstick and I'm looking at it. And I'm looking at my hand and, and, and this huge blister starts coming up. Uh, and I'm like, wait, now that's weird. What's going on? Oh, you smell burning flesh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Moron. Mm, wow. <laughs> Coming up, uh, we've got Tanner McGee, state rep, going to be joining us uh, after the news top of the hour. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. All right, I got some follow-ups here. We were talking about Amazon and the robots. I'm scared. And you, you <laughs> I like the robots. You, well, yeah, you, I think a little too much. Maybe that could be, yeah. <laughs> we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Aaron, you've been single way too long to be attracted to a robot. Get a human man quick before you're on the 6 o'clock news. Oh, Lord. And yeah. then a freaky face emoji. Okay, all right. And we're talking about full-service gas stations uh, being a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. I worked on one, and I checked. Yeah, it was the transmission fluid I was checking because that's what the engine's running. I, right, right. I, I was corrected. Uh, uh, but, yes, that's what I was checking when I <laughs> when I burned my hand. Mm. Uh, we were wondering if there were any full-service stations left in Shreveport. Yep. And my phone blew up immediately. Me too. Uh, and and uh, yes, uh, in front of Albertsons, that Fultz. Uh, right there on Southfield, yeah. Yeah, on mm-hmm. Southfield. Uh, let me get it right. Yeah, Fultz Sitco. And then the Exxon on uh, Line Avenue and uh, East Kings Highway, I think. Right by Bird. Bird High School. Oh, so they come out and fill your car there. And Yeah, a friend of mine texted me and he said the, the Sitco. And I said, so they come out and pump your gas? And he goes, yes. Uh, he's a mechanic. They all not only pump your gas, but they check your tire pressure and clean your windshield. Wow. So we have at least two. Does Bozier have any? Any full service gas stations left in Bozier? Another message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. I believe it's New Jersey that has a law. They have to be fully manned gas stations, all full service throughout the entire state. I guess you can't, you're not allowed to pump your own gas. At where? New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Okay, I did not know that. Interesting. I, you know, I just think we're we're getting so lazy now. We're ordering our groceries online. We're ordering our drugs from the drugstore online. It's because we don't want to get out of our cars anymore. So when are we going to come full circle back to right now? Y'all come that's pump true, our gas. Now you order your groceries online. You don't get out of your car. You yep. pop the trunk and they load your groceries. You order to go food. They bring it out to your car. You do. I don't. But you know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to come back to full service gas? Is the thing now That's where we don't get out? Are we are we are we circling back around mm-hmm. to where maybe full service stations are going to be more common? I, now, I'm, you know, 
uh, historically, the full service, the gas was a little higher. You bet. You know, Absolutely. because you're, you're, paying for the, you're paying for that service. And another message, Mike says, Exxon Online across from Brookshire's has attendance, but you have to pay for that service. Oh, do you? That's I, I don't know ah, how, if that okay. means in, in, you know... In in the in the way of higher gas prices, or do you tip them, or or do you pay? You're right. I'm not sure how that would work. Somebody let us know. I'm curious. I may go through there and fill up. I only I just filled up yesterday, so that's what I'll do. I'll go pop it. I'll pop in there and top it off. Well, see, I I I don't let my truck get below three quarters of a tank. I try I, not to. I, yeah. When I get down to about three quarters, I I I pull in and fill back up. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'll pull through there and see what they... But I, I, I always hop out and do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I might want to try that. Let's we'll see. And then do they have the little card reader that they have to put your card in and go... And roll it back and forth <laughs> yes. over your credit oh, card. Gosh, yeah, remember give that? You the, give you the uh, the oh. copy, the carbon copy of, yeah. the, wow. of the ticket. Interesting. <laughs> Oh, State Representative Tanner McGee joining us after the local news. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning. We have House Speaker Pro Tem Tanner McGee joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us. You decided not to run, so you are on your way out. Uh, but you recently called the Louisiana Legislature. I think it was a toxic soup. Is that, am I, okay, <laughs> but now we've got a Republican governor coming in. We've got a Republican supermajority uh, in the legislature. Do you see things turning around now? Maybe. I mean, you know, I think it's more, uh, it's less about the parties for me. It's more about the external forces, special interest groups, uh, kind of just those other players in the system that had kind of gotten to a point where, it frustrated me enough that I didn't really want to be a part of it anymore. I mean, I'm hopeful, um, you know, every governor leadership, it's like my airplane pilot. You know, I wanted to be successful because I want the plane to land. I'm a, still a citizen of Louisiana, and I want to do a good job. Um, so hopefully the pieces fall into place, and hopefully there's a better um, agreement and structure in place where people want to work together. Back when you were a youngster, um, governors had a lot of say on who the leaders of the House and Senate were. Of late, that's kind of been a little bit toxic, I guess, perhaps. Do you anticipate we'll go back to that now with a Republican governor and Republican-controlled House and Senate? I think probably something, yes. I mean, it might not be the way, completely the way it was before where the governor completely picked. Um, but I do think it's going to be the governor's going to have a lot more influence in the decision. It's just based off of, you know, there's going to be people say, well, you know, he's a Republican governor, so we have to give him the pieces to make himself successful, which is a good argument. Um, you know, I did like legislative independence. I did, I did enjoy the fact that we weren't, we didn't have his thumb over us as much as he could. Um, the governor's still powerful in a ton of ways, and so he always has a, a voice. Um, you just can't can't get it around that in Louisiana. But I do think that uh, you will see. I think what I expect to be is that you know, I think Governor Landry will say, "These are my people I can live with. Y'all go and decide which ones you want." I, that's how I foresee it shaking out. And then I think the legislature will pick between kind of the, the 
candidates he gives them less than that. I mean, the Senate race is kind of defined. I mean, I think that was defined a long time ago before. It's more the House race, I think, is going to be where he's going to have his influence. Let me ask you that. Who do you see as the power players on the House side now as you're leaving office? Who do you see kind of at the top of the pecking order uh, with the Landry in, in office as governor? I think you're going to see uh, Representative Devilliers from uh, Eunice, uh, Representative Desitel from Marksville. I think you can't count out Neil Reiser. And I think Jack McFarlane and Paula Davis, I think, are, are people who are buying. And I think uh, Jerome's ring has sort of an outsider's kind of view. As I think those are the people who are uh, really in the mix to be the next speaker. I'd be shocked if it wasn't one of the people I just told you. Okay, when we last spoke, you were moderately critical of some of our local lawmakers who were uh, who didn't vote to bust the cap. And therefore, they some of their projects got pulled. And you said, look, that's politics. That's the way it works. Um, and then those folks were pretty much reelected, pretty, you know, pretty strong. Um, do they need to change their ways now or can they can they now be even more conservative and hold hold firm to what they were doing before? Well, I mean, I, I, I've kind of pushed back on that being conservative. I mean, we we all these projects were after we fully funded higher education, after we put away money in savings, after we met all the state's obligations, um, and then it was just excess money that we put into savings. Uh, the, the things were, I think that the budget we passed was extremely conservative, and I think time will really bear that out. Uh, however, that said, uh, look, I mean, I don't have anything against those legislators. It's just the way it is. If you, you know, it, I, and if their people want that, I, I guess my, my, I, I guess my harsh response would be. I have no problems if the people want that sort of representation and they continue to give that. I mean, I hope that they, you know, they do what their people want and, you know, and they give the things and they work with others to try and secure things that can benefit their citizens' lives. But I mean, really, it's not, I'm all the way down South Louisiana. I don't have, (laughs) I never really had a super, um, you know, I I was just being real and honest with y'all on the radio about Mm -hmm. why why things happened. It never really bothered me or it never really affected me. I mean, I do wish that we would look at the state as more, you know, a whole and how can we connect Northwest Louisiana and central Louisiana to, to South Louisiana or make our economy grow together. Um, but I'm not going to, you know, that's not for my job to do as a, as a local representative is me to try and help the people in as a leadership position to help those representatives in those areas you know, participate and be able to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the reality. I mean, you know, if, if people in Houghton don't want projects and their representative doesn't give it to them and that's what they want, then who, who, who might tell them what to do? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's their decision. That's the great thing about democracy is we right. all get to a vote and to decide. Mm-hmm. Well, when you made the decision not to run again, you were in the midst of that toxic soup. But now with the Republican governor coming in, uh, do you kind of wish hey, maybe I should have run again? You know, I always have a part of that in, my, in me. You know, like I, you know, I hear people talking, and some of my colleagues call me, and they tell me, you know, the little rumor and gossip. I kind of wish I was there. But look, I mean, a lot of the decision was made because I have kids who are entering high school, and I really want to be a dad, more of a dad. I mean, not that I wasn't before, but <laughs> right. you know, I want to be able to, I want to be able to do those things, um, and those were a bigger priority to me. And just my personality is, I, I'm not good at doing things halfway or like kind of in, like. Other people can. I, I fully invest myself, and it was hard for me to separate it and be around enough to, to do those things. People don't realize how demanding it was. And, look, I'm not arguing for anything right now, but my, my daughter and I were having a conversation at uh, dinner last night. And uh, we 
my, my wife alluded to the fact that I got $800 a month for being a legislator. And my daughter looked at me. She goes, Dad, that's all you got for all that time you spend in Baton Rouge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tanner, let, me, like, let, me really... ask you, let me ask you a question. What are the, before we wrap, the, the top things now, when we've got a, a Republican governor, Republican controlled on both sides of the House, what are the top things you think they will now accomplish without having any obstacles in the way? What do you hope? Well, I hope that, um, you know, really my true hope is that they deliver on meaningful tax reform. I think we put the bases in there for some really good to make Louisiana competitive in this tax structure um, with other states in our area. I hope they do it. I mean, I hope that that's what their, their mind is. I think they are. I mean, do you see them the eliminating the personal income tax? I don't think you can do – I don't think you can eliminate it overnight. I do think you can start – continue the process of decreasing it over time um, because you just have too many things tied to the revenue. So you got to kind of chip away at it. Hopefully they make some bigger progresses than we did in the last eight years. But to me, um, you know, that's where I like to see it focus is, you know, do some stuff where I always told people Louisiana does a really bad job of collecting very little money. So we had a, a tax structure that didn't actually produce a whole lot of revenue for the state, but it managed to really, stick its thumb in a lot of people's eyes and mm-hmm. so uh, you know, getting that getting that base correct making sure it's low for everybody um but yet affects everybody too um is really the most important thing you know i think sometimes the governor john bell had some good ideas maybe but he didn't really know how to communicate with the legislature to make them happen i'm hoping you know and then he had some really bad ideas that were that kind of made everything kind of uh not a good situation to make reform happen i'm hoping um, Governor Landry comes in very focused on what he wants to achieve and with a very concise plan. And look, I mean, it has one of the problems we've always had was it's almost impossible for 105 people to come together and present a plan to the governor. The governor really does need to come up with a plan, provide to the legislature, and then the legislature can kind of work on hammering out pieces of it and smoothing out some of its edges. Um, you know, kind of getting influence on things that don't work and do work and then have a final product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- that was never going to happen under John Bell Edwards. Got a chance now, maybe, huh? Got a chance now. So hopefully, um, you know, Governor Landry produces a plan that the legislature can work with and put it together and, and kind of maybe smooth out its edges and deliver it for the people of Louisiana. Tanner, Tanner McGee, House Pro Tem, thank you so much for uh, talking with us this morning. No, my pleasure. Always. Take, take care. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. One seven FM, seven ten keel, Mike and McCarty. You live because you are the queen mm-hmm. in a gated community. Yeah, you're behind locked gates. Yeah. So for the most part, you don't get trick or treaters, do you? No, no, I won't have trick or treaters, and I wouldn't answer the door if I did. Really? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go away! They hear behind the locked door. Go away! Go away! Turn all the lights out. I'm not. I'm not opening that door. Sorry, kids. You think? Look at me. Do you think I give away chocolate? Are you serious? 
We have one employee that does full-size candy bars. I know. He's nuts. He's serious. He's been buying up full-size candy bars. I want to give out his address, but he'll kill me. No, I'm not even, no. I'm not even going to say his name because people no, will look it up. they'll look it up. He, he's been stocking up for like a month. <laughs> full-size candy bars, and then he, and he's got a chute from one of his upstairs windows that goes down to the ground. So if you, he can shoot them from that window if he wants. So he can he, he does. I've seen that. I've seen pictures of of where they do that. His whole yard is Halloween. He's kind of lost his mind. See, I'll my, be honest. My dog. It, I I have. I admit, and I, I I hate the fact that she's not friendly. We got her from the pound. She was already an adult, so you know habits were established. And uh, like when I walk her, I walk her every evening. And if somebody just rides a bike mm-hmm. down the street, she starts pulling on them. It's like. <laughs> Wants to kill him. Right, yeah, way. exactly. My mom's dog, completely the opposite. He loves everything, everybody, wants to be your friend. Oh, my. A dog comes over. He does, Oh, hey, how are you? you know, I'm like, why can't I have a normal dog? <laughs> so I can't open the door. Oh, we sit yeah. outside. Oh, you sit outside with your do. bowl of candy. Yeah. You give out cheap stuff, don't you? I give out candy canes. I No, no, oh. no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Santa gives out candy canes. You put your Santa suit no, on? No, Santa comes over and, and hands out candy canes on Halloween at my house. Oh, he comes to your house? Yeah, he comes for to Halloween. my house. Aaron, I have people, I have families come up and go, oh, pictures. This, are, this is our Christmas card. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> and we play we play Christmas music on the porch. Oh, on my the, goodness. On the Bose speaker. Yeah. Oh, so you have Santa Claus in Broadmoor on it, Halloween it's, uh, night. On, on Halloween. Okay, your yeah. address is located on where? No, it's just, <laughs> But the Shreveport Police Department did offer some Halloween safety tips, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are common sense, you know. Uh, one that I thought was interesting, never let your kids go out with a realistic-looking replica firearm. Oh, yeah. If that's yeah. part of the costume. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Don't, Don't do, do that. Don't do that. no Never enter a stranger's home. You know. Okay, yeah. that's that pretty logical. That would seem to be common sense. You bet. Never accept rides from strangers. No, 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 no. There's a whole there's a whole list of them if you want to check those out. It's mm-hmm. on keelnews.com. You bet. Some Halloween safety tips. That's mm-hmm. crazy. The only safety tip yeah. I ever got uh <laughs> coming up uh during Halloween for sure was make sure you use all the eggs and toilet paper so you don't have any evidence on you once Ruben. once you're done. <laughs> We, we, Ruben should have spent way more time in jail. <laughs> don't endorse that behavior. <laughs> Senator Kennedy addressed the uh, Senate floor yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yes. About uh, Bessie's decision. We'll talk about that coming up mm-hmm. after the news. 1017 FM 710 com. To the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. We were talking earlier about self-serve gas stations. That was my very first job when I was, I, well, I want to say, 14 or 15. And I was six feet tall when I was when I was 14 years old. Never got carded growing up. <laughs> Your mic's not on. Oh, I hit the other button. Oh, I hit the wrong. I have too many buttons in here. Sorry. 
Oh, but we were t- self-serve gas stations, and were there any? Are there any left in Shreveport, Bossier? I didn't think there were, but I was wrong. We, we yeah, we got uh, got some replies uh, over by Bird High School. The Exxon there, they say, is a full service. I think they charge extra, though. Perhaps I'm not well, sure. I think the gas is higher. Okay, if you go to a full service, and that's always been the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when full services were more common. Uh, the gas, you knew you were going to pay a little more for the gas. Right. But you got that, that full service. They checked your tires, checked your, uh, a lot of times they check your oil, mm-hmm. clean your windshield for you. Yep. But that's, that's come, a, but you made an interesting point where now, like you, you grocery shop online. You bet. So when you pull up to the grocery store, you don't get out of the car. Nope. They they come out with a buggy and they load your groceries. And you, you know give if you if you order if you order food from some restaurants specifically, curbside. I know one they'll bring it out to the curbside. Yeah, but curbside we also pickup. have uh, Fultz right there in front of Southfield. I mean, uh, uh, Albertson, Albertson, Southfield, and East Kings. Yeah, a friend of mine texted me and said that's all the only place he buys gas. Because and, and they the do guy, it for you. Yeah, they come out, they check your tire pressure and your oil and. How much more is it? Is it a quarter gallon more? I don't know. I wonder. I would be curious. But is that worth it to you to to not get out of the car? I'm about 20 cents would be probably. I'd pay maybe 20 cents more if I could just pull up, keep doing my business on my phone, what I was doing. Not when I was driving, I wasn't doing it, mind you. But if I could keep doing what I was doing, you know, I mean, what I should Now, there are situations like uh, when I pull up to the C store locally. Mm Right. It's four thirty in the morning and there are questionable characters sitting on the curb out in front. Oh yeah. You don't want to get out of the car, but no. I'm I'm armed, so right, I, exactly. I and I'm a pretty big guy and I don't think anybody's gonna just come up and jump me. Mm-hmm. But I mean I can understand you not wanting to get out sure. of your car in that situation. Will we come back around to full service? I That's mean, will interesting. It, will it come back? Will it become more popular mm-hmm. as as the general public gets lazier and lazier. And how much more would we have to pay for our gas and would we do it? So are there full service stations left? In Shre- I would be interested to hear from you if you shoot us a, a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you know of another full service station that uh, that we have in Shreveport or Bossier. Still open and going. It's still open, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. With the little guys in the bow ties running out to your car. <laughs> I don't think you have bow ties on, but... <laughs> Bessie has made a change in our graduation requirements. Senator Kennedy not happy about it. Hear what he told the House, uh, the, the Senate floor yesterday. Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM. 7. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Micah McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. You didn't put enough Baileys in my coffee today. I need to work on that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm running low. I do have plenty of Maker's Mark. Oh, okay. Yeah, baby. Uh, um, yesterday, Senator Kennedy addressed the uh, Senate um, about Bessie's proposition at that time to change the graduation requirements. Uh, mm. saying you do not have to pass the graduation exit exam, the G, um, if you do a special 
points project. For a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bonus points project. Go to your teacher and go, I didn't pass. I didn't do good enough. I need to do gooder. <laughs> what I need to do. And then you won't have to pass the GEE I and know, you can graduate. I want to know what these special projects are. That's a great question. It's a great question. But but Senator Kennedy addressed the Senate floor yesterday about Bessie's thoughts on this. And here's what he had to say. Yeah, sorry. Sometimes it uh, takes a second for it to kick on. I'm having some issues on the computer in here. There we, we go. We decided to implement 30 years ago standards for our elementary and secondary schools. One of those standards was, and I think still is, that's the subject of my remarks today. I hope it still is, a, a graduation exam. We call it our, our graduate graduation exit examination 21, GEE. So if I say GEE or G, I'm talking about our graduation exam. We said we're going to get serious about kids. Be, uh, they can't, we can't have our children graduate if they can't read their diploma. And so we're going to test them. Um, the test is not terribly rigorous. It's, uh, it's four subjects. It's English, it's math, it's science, and social studies. And we, we grade that, the, those exams. And you don't have to pass all four. You've got to pass English and math and then either social studies or science. So really three out of four. Um, the grades, there are five different grades. Advanced, mastery, basic, approaching basic, and unsatisfactory. Let me tell you what that really means. A, B, C, D, and F. Okay? You only have to make a D on your graduation examinations. I'm sorry, Madam President. You only have to make a D to pass. Not an A, not a B, not a C, a D. So you take four exams. You've got to make a D on, on, on English, a D on math, and at least a D on either social studies or science. Uh, and if you, if, if you don't pass, we'll give you another chance. But you've got to pass to get a diploma. And now, our Board of Elementary and Secondary Education, we call it BESI, which governs elementary and secondary education in Louisiana, has decided to take us back to the dark ages. By a one-vote margin, supported, quite frankly, by my governor, who, um, who is lame duck. He'll be leaving soon. He makes three appointments to the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education. Um, and everybody in America has, is entitled to their opinion, but I think my governor and his team are wrong on this. They're going to send us back to the, to the dark ages. Here's the new rule. You have to pass the graduate ex- exit examination and the way I, I just described 
unless you fail. And then you've got to go to your teacher and he or she can give you an extra points project. Come on. Come on. Who are we kidding here? Now, why do some want to do this? It's not the kids that want to do this. It's the adults. Because not only do we grade our kids, we grade our schools. And if schools have kids that don't pass the G, the graduate exit examination, it counts against the grade of the school. So this is all coming from the adults. They're putting themselves first. And they're not putting the kids first. This is a massive step backward. This is an announcement to the rest of America that Louisiana has given up. That our kids are not smart enough. They're not good enough. Even when we give them second or third chances to be able to get a D on the graduate exit examination. And as a result, we have got to give them a special extra points project so they can get a diploma that's not really a diploma. The people behind this ought to hide their head in a bag. Our kids are better than that. Every one of my kids in Louisiana can learn. Sometimes they need a little bit longer. But it's not going to do them any good to give them a diploma that they can't read. And it's not going to give them do them any good to give them a diploma that the rest of America and frankly the world is going to look at and go, that's not really a high school diploma. Because we know you, you failed the exam. You just got an extra uh, points project. So the adults wouldn't look bad. I'm embarrassed by this. Me too. Yeah, that's, to say the least. Now, now, it passed on a six to five vote. Okay. Um, Cade Brumley's against it, completely against it. And, and we'll have the, the information about it up here in just a minute at keelnews.com. It's sad. Now, when we talked about this earlier this morning and, uh, and, we, and we played Senator Kennedy and his thoughts, uh, we did have uh, Greg Adams come in. He'd been listening on his way into work and said, you guys are making way too much out of a high school diploma. You guys are putting way too much importance on a high school diploma. Then, then let's just not even go to school. And I, and Why I, go to school then? Right. I, I said, you know, I, I see what you're saying, but I don't agree. I don't agree. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, he says, well, the college, the four-year college uh, you know, BS degree is the equivalent of the high school diploma. But you can't get that four-year college. You can't get into college without the high school diploma. Right, exactly. You have to have it. And, no doubt. and those skills and, and that you need to get into college, you have to master before you get it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you bet. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. I know what he's saying. Right. He says, go on uh, one of the job sites online and see how many require a high school diploma or how many require a college degree now. That's true. That's true. But I, I still think it's vitally important. Mm-hmm. Education is important. Sheriff's News will tell you more what's coming up on that uh, coming up next. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Back with more McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 
Yesterday, we had John Nicholson, Caddo Parish Sheriff candidate in studio talking with us about the uh, upcoming, the runoff election. And people have been asking, well, when are you having Whitehorn on? You did reach out to Henry. Mm -hmm. Spoke to him a couple of days ago and, you know, let him know that Mr. Nicholson was going to be on and, you know, what wanted to try to give him the same opportunity and asked him if he could do today or tomorrow. And I got it and I called him again and he said, please text me. So I texted him, said, can you do tomorrow or Friday at 810? which was the same time slot that Mr. Nicholson had. Mm -hmm. And he returned my text and said, quote, I am booked solid until after October 26th, which is a week or so away. Yeah. Yeah. One week from today. So we will try to set that up perhaps for next Friday morning. And I texted him back. I said, we'll try to set it up then. So I'm, you know, does he, I mean, he could be busy. He could have morning breakfast meetings every morning, you know, whatever. I'm not sure. Um, if it were me, I'd carve out, you know, 10, 30 minutes. <laughs> I but would he may think. want to come in studio and he may have breakfast things going on. He's got to raise a lot of money, you right, know, and, and right. those things happen sometimes at breakfast meetings. So that could be it. Uh, but, but hopefully we'll, and he, and again, we could do it over the phone, but it's always better in person. Mm-hmm. And he probably wants to do the same that Mr. Nicholson did. So we will see, he, you know, I'm, I'm, He's not dodging me, I don't think. I know there was a 10-point difference between Nicholson and Whitehorn. Was it 45 and 35 or 35 and 25? 45 and 35, It was 45 Mm -hmm. and 35. Right. I'm hearing that some of the other candidates who got, you know, 5% of the vote may be making endorsements, but will that matter? You know, I don't know. Highly unlikely. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll we'll have to see. And I know that Mr. Whitehorn, Chief Whitehorn knows he's got a do a lot of work in the next month. He's got a lot of work to do to make up the ground. And the turnout was what hit him. I mean, it hit him hard. And and a lot of people thought he'd be leading going in. And he's 10 points behind, which is a big deal. But to turn that over, I mean, you got a Republican won the governorship. Mm Mm-hmm. In the in the primary, yeah, for crying out loud, yeah, it was. It was that a, tells you everything you need to know about the Democratic turnout. Absolutely, it was dismal. Make it a great Thursday. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty.